consequences of a delayed state budget. And a family gets a refund after 22 years of paying someone else's electric bill. Welcome to the Morning Agenda, WITF's daily news podcast where the only agenda is you. I'm Rachel McDevitt, sitting in for Tim Lambert, and I'll be your host on this daily trip around the region's top stories. A reminder, you can subscribe to The Morning Agenda in all the places you find your favorite podcasts, and we hope you'll tell a friend about us, too. It's Wednesday, October 11th, and this is being recorded at 9.35 a.m. Let's get started with the news of the day. Funding for property tax rebates, agriculture, outdoor recreation, and Level Up, which provides supplemental funding to the poorest schools in the state, are in limbo with the budget overdue. My colleague Ben Wasserstein reports rural communities could be most affected by the delayed budget. $112 million is set to go toward outdoor recreation, which is a $14 billion industry in Pennsylvania. Representative Paul Takak of Center County tells Spotlight PA recreation directly feeds into economic benefit. While most of the budget has been signed into law, these programs won't receive funding until additional legislation known as code bills is passed. Code bills set guidelines as to how money is to be spent. Spotlight PA reports roughly $1.1 billion is being held up for these programs. The deadline to pass the budget was July 1st. It is now more than 100 days late. Four of Pennsylvania's universities are plugging budget gaps while they await hundreds of millions of dollars in state aid. But education advocates argue that even a proposed increase in aid won't make a dent in the underfunding of Pennsylvania's higher education. The University of Pittsburgh, Penn State, Temple, and Lincoln are in line to receive about $623 million. That's a 7% increase that was proposed by Democratic Governor Josh Shapiro. The funding levels for higher education lag behind those from decades ago. Pennsylvania ranks nearly last in just about every measure for college affordability. Tuition rates are high, students leave encumbered with more debt, and the state gives less to higher education than others. The Keystone Research Center, a progressive think tank, says Pennsylvania spends $153 per capita on higher education, well below the U.S. average of $338. Universities are addressing their budgets by not filling vacant positions, delaying upcoming raises, pausing some construction plans, and putting out calls for advocacy from alumni. Pennsylvania U.S. Senator Bob Casey is backing a bill that would crack down on fentanyl trafficking. From our partner WESA, Oliver Morrison reports the new bill has supporters and detractors. More than 5,200 people died of an overdose last year in Pennsylvania, Casey says, mostly from fentanyl. The proposed law will allow the U.S. president and the Treasury Department to impose sanctions on chemical companies in China and drug cartels in Mexico. Casey says he thinks the Fend-Off Fentanyl Act can pass soon, despite recent turmoil in the House of Representatives that has brought legislation to a standstill. The issue, he says, impacts everyone. It's landing in so many communities, Democratic communities, re- Republican uh, communities, it doesn't really matter. It's, 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 it's affecting the whole country. However, some Pittsburgh advocates, like Alice Bell with Prevention Point Pittsburgh, say new enforcement efforts will not work. So what you see is that when you crack down on drugs, you get more um, concentrated drugs <laughs> that are easy to smuggle. You get more dangerous drugs. Bell says Congress should focus instead on helping people get access to medication-assisted treatments like methadone. Now let's turn to some highlights from more than a dozen news sites around the region this morning. 
From the Lewistown Sentinel, Mifflin County residents planning to send in a mail-in or absentee ballot should wait before submitting their vote. According to a news release from the Mifflin County Elections Office, there's an error in the directions for the number of candidates to vote for in two races. Ballots mailed to voters on October 5th will be invalidated within the voting system and will not be tabulated in the election results. Mifflin County voters should complete and return only the new ballot for the 2023 general election no later than 8 p.m. on November 7th. The original ballots should be destroyed. From the York Dispatch, after months of deliberation and protest over the district's second book ban, Central York school officials in July put in place a policy allowing families to restrict their children's access to certain books. Since then, a single family has taken advantage of the hard-fought policy that drew national scrutiny to the district. School officials described the policy as a compromise between parents who sought to shield their children from certain subjects and other parents who balked at wholesale censorship. A district spokesperson declined to provide further details about which materials the lone family to use the policy objected to or how many children they'd enrolled in the district. This year's protracted battle over censorship at Central York was itself the product of a single person. The original complaints that led to the removal of Push by Sapphire and A Court of Mist and Fury by Sarah J. Moss was filed by school board candidate Faith Casal, who did not respond to a request for comment. From Lancaster Online, Lancaster County residents want more affordable housing, calling it an urgent need that local elected officials must address. That's according to the results of a recent forum. Franklin and Marshall College's Center for Politics and Public Affairs recently released a report from a housing forum in August that brought together a diverse group of 48 Lancaster County residents. The group said local elected officials need to specifically prioritize growing affordable housing, and they worried more people would become homeless if the issue is not addressed soon. In addition to adding affordable housing units, many participants said public education on affordable housing is crucial to breaking down the stigma surrounding it. The forum changed many people's opinions on housing, according to the report. Before the forum, just 42.9% of participants said they strongly agreed that Lancaster County needs more affordable housing options. That number jumped to 90.5% after the forum. And from the York Daily Record, a mid-state family who inadvertently paid a cable company's electric bill for 22 years has received $25,000 in repayments and interest. Elaine Mead had been told a second electric meter had been installed for an addition to the house they bought 22 years ago. But that meter was actually for Armstrong Cable, a family-owned business that provides TV and Internet service in rural York County. After the Daily Record reported on the needs troubles getting reimbursed, both Armstrong and MedEd sent checks to cover their costs and interest over time. That does it for the Morning Agenda, a daily news podcast from WITF, where the only agenda is you. You can subscribe in any place you find podcasts. I'm Rachel McDevitt. Tim Lambert should be back tomorrow. You can reach out to me and the rest of my colleagues. Find our information at WITF.org connect. Thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow.